maybe now is the time to launch my own bra in the middle of a pandemic. I look back and I'm like, what's that crazy? What was I thinking? But <laughs> it just seemed like the right time. I don't know, yes. you know, and it was one of those going with my gut type things. I cobbled together a prototype. I had this idea of this little mesh triangle in the center of this really comfortable bra. Yeah. And you would have this heart-shaped crystal in it. And the idea of crystals, I'm a very spiritual person and I believe in the law of attraction and any little token that you can use to kind of like put a little more spring in your step or make you feel a little more motivated in your mind or make you set your intention for that day. I'm all for it. Why not? Right. I vividly remember working with my morning producer, Janae Luciani. This is several years back. You know, when someone lights up the room, well, she did it at 4 a.m. when I rolled in for that shift. Janae got her start in broadcast news in Albany, New York, then moved down to New York City working for a broadcast PR company covering designers, fashion week, etc., which led to her own fashion column for a bit for a New York Metro magazine. All of it giving her the tools that led to her career game changer idea. But that also happened when Janae allowed herself to draw from a truly personal place. Her experiences as a teen, uncomfortable with the shape of her developing body, specifically her breasts. Fast forward to a world-renowned bra guru, an industry expert of 20 years. Janae is a best-selling author of four books, a contributor on The Today Show, Dr. Oz, Wendy, E! News, a TED Talk speaker, a busy mom, and add to all of it her brand new line launched this summer called The Gem Bra. 1,500 of them sold on QVC in eight minutes, promising supreme comfort and fit, each imbued with a healing crystal. In this episode, Janae is so open with me about her journey, her breast deformity diagnosis as a teen that inspired this bucket list career, and why creating something that's uplifting in both body and soul means everything to her. Janae, thank you so much for being on Bucket List Careers. It's great to see you. I'm glad we got to do this. So good to see you. I know we've known each other for so long, but you know, these days don't really get to see each other much. So <laughs> Exactly. And I don't want to talk about how long exactly it's been since we <laughs> you were my producer at News 12. And I saw you at Yankee Stadium. Remember? Randomly. Oh, that's like right. going we into the to VIP. each other. Yeah. Totally. Like I never got I... to see any of my glam friends at like going into Yankee <laughs> Stadium, but there you were. <laughs> right back at you. You know, I've been following you on social for a while and I love seeing you on the Today Show and QVC, of course. I mean, yours is a true success story and your pivot from broadcast news to becoming a bra guru and a best-selling <laughs> author. So we're going to get into the evolution and your path, but I want to start with congratulating you on the Gem Bra because it's only Thank been about you. a month, right? Yeah. Since you launched. Yeah, actually less than that. How's it going? It's going really well. Like I had no idea what to expect. I just did the Mm -hmm. best that I could with promoting it and a lot of online stuff. And there was definitely a buildup to it. People knowing like I was going to be releasing my first bra. It had this really unique spin in that it has a crystal embedded in the center of it. So it was this cool, unique idea and people were excited, but I couldn't say that it was going to be on QVC. Right. It was like all this like strategy to like building up and getting people excited without actually saying like what I thought was the most exciting part was that it was launching yeah. on QVC. That's a little challenge. Yeah. Which was crazy. So once they give you, 
your actual launch date, you have like basically three or four days to promote that it's going to be on there. Okay. And then it's just like nonstop, I'm sure. Right. So then like it's that build up, and then whatever appearance time you get, which I ended up getting a really amazing time slot with Sean Killinger, who's like one of their top hosts. It was a PM style type thing, which is like their top show. It was Mm -hmm. a really, really great time slot. We did like close to 1500 bras in eight minutes. So it was like, I mean, that's pretty amazing, right? Great. In terms of a first time yes. sale, like the numbers. Yes. A solid, solid launch. And then yeah. just steadily kind of pushing and selling and everything since then. And after, you know, so many years of consulting for all these other brands and helping other people's brands grow and thrive, like here was this chance for me to do it myself. Totally. I mean, it's the culmination of a lot of work, obviously a fantastic concept, but let's dial it back now. So we want to take our listeners down the road of your career evolution and you got your start in broadcast news in (laughs) Albany, New York. So walk us through that. I kind of fell into that. I started as an intern and it was just an opportunity that sort of came my way. And I was like, okay, I knew I wanted something in broadcasting. I was always a performer. I love TV, you know, the whole appeal of that. Don't you sing also? Yes. Were you in opera? You're professionally trained. Yes, yeah. professionally trained with singing and I've uh, been singing my whole life, modeling, performing, like any chance I could to kind of like get on stage, I would do it. Yeah. What was interesting was when I started as an intern, I immediately became a producer right out of that internship for this NBC station here in Albany. And I had no desire really to be on camera because I was kind of just like, all right, this is kind of a cool career. Like I'm behind the scenes, I'm writing, I'm making it all happen. And I loved that it was something different every day. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like stagnant, as you know, because you're in that industry. It's not a boring job. So I was like, hey, for my first job. And then a year in 9-11 happened. So like, here I am this newbie producer, like getting thrown into that down at ground zero field producing with three trucks. Yeah. But all of this was like me learning how to kind of roll with the punches and realizing what I wanted and what I didn't want. Yeah. And so when I moved to New York a few years later, I ended up staying in local news, but then expanding my horizons a little and getting into broadcast PR and into more of the fashion content. And that resonated with me because my parents owned a clothing store when I was growing up. I loved clothes. My mom would give the clothes to the local paper on like what the trend was (laughs) for the season. I'm like, okay, I love this topic. Yes. I'm in TV. So now I'm like kind of doing what I want more or less. And that's turned into like me going more on camera as a style expert because I was like covering all these big fashion shows in New York and I was interviewing Michael Kors. And then I started writing for some magazines and I started writing a fashion column for a magazine in Westchester. So here I was like paraphrasing something Michael Kors told me and then going on a TV show and saying, hey, Michael Kors just told me you can wear white after Labor Day. (laughs) And (laughs) then that turned into my own perspective and my own advice. Right. And then doing the PR thing where I would incorporate these brands that I shopped at or knew of or had connections to and I would show their clothes or whatever. And it turned into kind of like a little bit of a a job. Yeah. Like it sort of went hand in hand for you. Yeah. So it was really neat kind of growing up in that 
like retail atmosphere and just, I guess it was like in my blood to want to talk about clothes all day. (laughs) Right. At what point did you come up with, or was there a moment where the idea was sparked to specialize in bras? Yes. So that's kind of also a nod to my childhood, which I think like everybody has personal things that they go through that they grow from. For me, I took it to that next level. I didn't only grow from it. I built a brand around it. Right. So I developed as the teenager. And now, mind you, I told you I grew up in a very small town in upstate New York, right? So I, um, oh, my dog is licking my sandal right now. Um, <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> a little bit distracting. I was in this, you know, growing up in this small town and I ended up developing as a teenager, like as we go through puberty, like a, a girl would with a breast deformity. And all of a sudden, one day I was like looking around the locker room at school. And I was like, wow, these girls, like they look different than me. So not only was I like this super late bloomer, I was around 16 by the time Mm. things finally started growing in places and coming, (laughs) appearing. (laughs) Right, right, gotcha. But I developed with this deformity that I had no idea what it was or why Mm. I looked that way. I learned later on in life, it was tubular breast deformity. And I never showed anybody, never told my parents, never told my friends, like it's so embarrassed and ashamed of this. So when I was writing for that magazine in Westchester, I got assigned an article on bras. And here I was like, this is a topic that I know all too well, because not only was I dealing with that from a young age, like most people were. But I also ended up working at Victoria's Secret Summers in college. Oh. So I had experience like fitting and stuff too. So I was really intrigued by the topic. Back then, this was 2005. Mm -hmm. So Oprah was the big thing, right? She was like the be all end all. She did her bra intervention episode that everyone was talking about. There was no Facebook. There was no like me messaging you, like me writing on your wall and being like, Krista, where'd you get that outfit you wore on the air? You know, whatever. Like there was none of that. So I started doing research on like LexisNexis or chat rooms. And there were all these women complaining basically that they couldn't find the right bra. They were so uncomfortable. So I said to my editor who had written a very successful book and who had been on Oprah already herself. And I said to her, someone should really write a book on bras. And she goes, I think it's a great idea. You should do it. There you go. (laughs) She was like, call it the bra book. I mean, it was like, and I said, you think? You think I could? And she was like, yeah, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Super simple. And so. Yeah, it sounds simple. Well, that was your first book. And it obviously was very personal for you. So I share that whole story that I just told you. Yeah, like sharing it. So that was empowering and. Thardic in a way. Yeah. But I have noticed on social how you're not just selling a brand and product. It seems like you have a message of empowerment Mm -hmm. for women. Yeah. And it's personal for you. And I love that. So I assume that that's intentional. Yeah. And what are you trying (laughs) to achieve there? I'm selling confidence. Like, yes, I sell bras, but I'm selling confidence. But really, if you think about it, that's what it boils down to. Like everything that I'm 
trying to help women with and everything that I've learned now over 15 years of fitting like thousands of women and doing a hundred segments on the Today Show or Dr. Oz and all these places. Everything that I've learned is really like, how can I help you to feel more confident and sit up right. a little straighter and not feel like your boobs are touching your belly button? No, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Lately, it's been women want comfort yes. because we've been staying at home and all this other stuff. So they're not looking for the same things that they were looking for two or three years ago. Now, like our needs have changed. So I created this like comfortable bra that's still supportive in sizes up to 3X, which is a 44G. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like ticked off the boxes. I was like, okay, here I am. It's my first bra. I still want to be able to consult and work for other companies because I love talking about bras and I love doing that. And I don't want to... to be made in form. I'm not trying to do that, right? I'm just trying to be me. Right. So I was like, how can I create this product that ticks all the boxes? It appeals to the most range of women that I talk to on a daily basis. So like all shapes, sizes, ages, walks of life, you name it. How can I make it comfortable, but also pretty, but also supportive? But I didn't want stiff, heavy foam. I wanted like soft cup. I wanted, I had these things in mind that were basically a culmination of everything that women have been telling me for all those years. Right. And then I had this idea of having it a crystal carried with you all day yeah, long. Yeah, let's talk about that because that seems totally singular. I don't think there's anything yes. out there like it. Was that also sparked somewhat after COVID-19 and the pandemic, helping with the mindset of your customer as well as comfort and the physical comfort? Yeah, actually, it really was. What happened is the pandemic got into its full swing in last April 2020. Yeah. And I suddenly lost a parent during that time. And so here I was like grieving the loss of my stepfather of 30 years, who was basically like my best friend, right? I'm sorry. And my biggest, I would say, one of my biggest cheerleaders. I mean, all of my parents have been supportive. My mom, my dad, my stepmom as well. But you know, he was like this big force pushing me forward always. Mm. And then all of a sudden he passed away. And within a week, then I get this call from Soma, who I had been representing on QVC for two years. And they were like, listen, we are restructuring and we are making a lot of changes and the pandemic's really hurting us. And we're going to not do the QVC business anymore. So uh. not only did, you know, here I was like grieving this major loss, but then I was like, oh my God, this is the main thing that I've been helping support my family with. Right. And speaking of your family, I know you told me that you were homeschooling four kids and there's that. So, and also at the Ugh. same time, we were homeschooling four young children who, Ugh. because all the schools were closed and everything, I'm like, okay, how can I make the best out of this situation? Maybe now is the time to launch my own bra in the middle of a pandemic. I look back and I'm like, what's that crazy? What was I thinking? But <laughs> it just seemed like the right time. I don't know, yes. you know, and it was one of those going with my gut type things. I cobbled together a prototype. I had this idea of this little mesh triangle in the center of this really comfortable bra. Yeah. And you would have this heart-shaped crystal in it. And the idea of crystals, I'm a very spiritual person and I believe in the law of attraction and any little token that you can use to kind of like put a little more spring in your step or make you feel a little more motivated in your mind or make you set your intention for that day. I'm all for yeah. it. Why not? Right. So I thought, okay, the bra is like the first thing you put on in the morning. So why not 
have this extra kind of feeling when you put it on that it's doing something else for you. So like truly uplifting in body and soul. And so I pitched it to Shark Tank with my prototype. Yeah. And I had made it to the next round of Shark Tank. Okay. And the casting directors. I love Shark Tank, by the way. Yep. So I knew, I kind of figured they wouldn't pick me because I didn't have an already existing business model or anything, but I was motivated by the fact that they loved the idea. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'm on to something. And everybody that I told was like, you know what? Women need this so bad right now. This is a great idea and a bra coming from you. And so I ended up then shortly thereafter getting an email from QVC, like one of their like mass emails saying, are you the next big find? And I was like, maybe I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's a yes. Right. I'm like, yes. So with that same tape and prototype, I submitted it to them. Unbeknownst to me, there were 2,700 brands that submitted at that exact same time. And these were probably most likely brands that were already selling products. And I got picked. So they picked 60 brands. As you know how the story ends, (laughs) I got the deal with QVC to go on the air and sell the gem bra. And it was like this rush to like get it manufactured in the middle of a pandemic. Like China was shut down. All these places were like shut down, you know. So it was great because I I had all these connections that made it easy. I was like, okay, Dora Lau, I've known her forever. She makes bras for Soma and Destination Maternity and JCPenney. So I called her up like out of the blue and I'm like, hi, I haven't talked to you in like 10 years, but do you want to make a bra for me? And she was like, sure. I love this. Let's do it. You're kidding. So that was how it happened. And because she's such an expert on fit, I mean, the cool thing is we sort of took a already existing bra style and we modified it. So it had already been tested Right. as much as like the pandemic held back certain aspects and production was slowed. And like we had some mishaps oh, of course. along the way. I guess you would expect as much as that happened, we still were kind of able to do everything we needed to make the bra that we wanted to make. And it was great because I was like, I don't like this. Let's do this. I had total control over everything. That's pretty amazing, actually. Can you pick the crystal? Mm -hmm. No. How does that work? There are three styles right now. Okay. Hopefully we'll do a reorder in the new year with some fashion colors and then you'll get different crystals. But right now there's a white bra, which is what I call the attract love bra because that's embedded with a rose quartz, which is like all of those feelings of love and self-love and like compassion and all those things that we want. And there's a black, which is the attract success bra. And that's an amethyst. It's a natural crystal. You're getting a real crystal. I had to have it certified by the Gemological Institute of America to get through QVC's extensive quality control. So you know that what you're getting is a real deal, which is nice. And it's affixed to the garment. So it's not going to move around or fall out or anything like that. So you don't have to worry about that. Right. And it's smooth. I remember you saying that, of course, that you smooth them. Totally smooth Mm -hmm. and heart shaped. So that was almost like if you were buying a bracelet that had like a heart crystal on it. It's a bead. And then we have a tan one, which has a soda light, which is like this beautiful blue calming crystal. So like, who doesn't need something to calm them down? (laughs) You know, in the morning, like the kids are crazy and everything. Yeah. So yeah, it's really like a set your intentions concept. I do love it. I do. Let's talk about takeaways for our listeners now. What do you feel like you've learned about yourself along the way, along your career journey? And just plain and simple, some advice for someone who wants to launch something the way you did. 
thing that I've learned is authenticity is key. And Mm. that's not necessarily meaning being authentic to other people. Because when I was first starting out on this journey, there were people who said, what qualifies you as a bra expert? You don't own a bra shop, this and that. But I had a passion for the topic. And I had journalistic background where I can research anything to death. Yeah, sure. You're a producer. You know how to dig. (laughs) Exactly. I can dig. And then marketing skills to brand myself and get myself out there, you know, with writing the bra book and doing TV and all that stuff. The authenticity part to other people will come. But the most important first thing is being authentic with yourself. That's so important. Everybody knows the feeling where you're like, about to embark on something and maybe it's something big or maybe it's something small and you're like, I'm just not really that into this or I'm just not feeling it or I don't get butterflies in my stomach. Like that's your red flag that this is not the right path for you. The reason I came to News 12 was because the other job offer I got at that time was for network news on MSNBC, but it was Iraq war coverage. Yeah, it's a big deal. Everybody's like, oh my God, you got a job offer for network news. Like who turns that down? I had butterflies in my stomach and not the good kind. I just knew I'm not the person that's going to be on the front lines, like chasing somebody (laughs) with a microphone with desert dust kicking up at me. That doesn't fuel my soul. Like that, to be honest with you, scared me to death. Right. And more power to those who do it. But it's really about what you're talking about is your self-awareness, right? Exactly. Being authentic to yourself, being self-aware, like being true to yourself and basically saying, you know, this is what I feel my passion is. And I think if you have a passion for something, you, you there's no way you can't succeed with it. Yeah, there is a amount of perseverance that it takes to and being able to have people criticize you and say, like my husband even said to me the other day, like, you need to learn how to take criticism better because now that I have my own bra and it's my baby and my mother-in-law was like, I don't like the boning on the side. It's kind of digging. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, well, then let's fix that. What do you mean? Like, it was like, you know, when it's your baby and you're so passionate about it and he's like, listen, you just need to relax and you need to be able to just like Take the criticism because people are trying to help you. They're not trying to hurt you (laughs) and that sort of thing. Right. And just the fact that you told me that story, that you learned something about yourself, even in that moment, like, okay, that's one thing I need to work on a little bit. Exactly. Yes. I know that that's something I need to work on for sure. Luckily, knock on wood, the reviews online and stuff like that have been really favorable. So I can't really complain. But then when there is like one person puts something slightly negative and gives it three stars, like it hurts you in your heart. Like you're like, that's my heart and soul. You know, (laughs) I put my heart and soul into this garment. Totally. It means so much to you, but small adjustments along the way are to be expected. And it's really good for you to be listening to people. I'm so happy for you, Janae. Like, I mean, I really feel like it's going to continue to take off. I know you're taking the brand to the next level. So yes. Quickly tell us, what is the next step for you? Well, you know, I'm really looking for investors right now. I mean, Mm. because I am self-funded and you can only do so much with that. Yeah, I've been going back and forth with some major retailers who have some interest in carrying it. So I definitely can see it reaching more people on a retail level. There was such a good social media reception to this bra. Like, especially on TikTok, which was so weird because I had never even done a TikTok before. And I just posted a bunch of them on one day that I was planning to like 
do for the launch. And one of them went viral and got like 500,000 views within 24 hours. And I was like, what the heck? Like, you have no idea why. (laughs) It's funny because some of the comments will be like, oh, she looks like Bobby's mom or whatever. (laughs) Like, you know, you're like, you're the 43 year old, like old lady on TikTok. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Where can we find out more about you and obviously shop, Jembra? You can go on QBC.com and type Jembra into the search bar and it will come right up where you can call their 1-800 number. I mean, it's super easy to shop through QVC and they've been shipping them out like really fast, which is cool. People have been telling me they've been getting them in like three or four days, which is great. And I'm on all forms of social media. I'm really easy to find. You can write questions into me. I'm always happy to talk about bras or answer bra questions. I'm actually going to a customer's house on Friday. (laughs) Nice. She wrote in to me and she bought a gem bra and she had no idea we live in the same town. Huh. She was on the largest size that we currently offer, which is a 3X. She wasn't able to exchange it for a different size. So I'm going to go with some tools to her house and try to help her. Oh, that's like the utmost in customer service. Look at you. I know, right? I was like, you're getting me. Like, I'm literally, she lives like two miles away from me. It was that's the craziest so thing. so sweet. Okay, everybody, we can't all expect Janae to come over, but you know. <laughs> if you live you. in Schenectady County, I just might show up. <laughs> Oh, this was so much fun. Again, congratulations on all of this. I know you're going to continue to do big things and we really enjoyed having you on the podcast. We'll have another Bucket List Careers journey for you next Wednesday. Connect with me on social media at Bucket List Careers, Instagram or Facebook and on TikTok. Thanks so much as always for listening. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.